What's going on, Kirk? Oh, nothing. It's that time of year again. What time of year is that? Football time? No, it's the day after um, Halloween. It is the day after Halloween. It is that time of year again. Uh, And this is our trick-or-treat episode. Are you ready to talk some fancy football? Yes, I am. Oh, perfect. So, uh, So we're actually recording this Thursday night, and just to give an update on Thursday night football, um, just as we predicted during our last show, Nick Mullins um, is thriving. He has a hundred. His rating is one fifty two, so that's pretty good for his debut. <laughs> I yeah. I was it I that predicted it or you did? Uh, I think it was a consensus pick. Yeah, we said um, we said bye 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 on Nick Mullins. Yeah, yeah. He uh, they said he was the the first ever Forty ers quarterback to throw multiple touchdowns in his in his first start so that's pretty good company to be in all by himself right he's better than joe montana not even elvis gerback could do that yeah no so well great yeah the uh the hiring of john gruden looks like a great choice he's really turned that team around he's turned it from young to old in a heartbeat yeah young to old and from 12 wins two years ago and Looks like they're probably only going to have one throughout the year, and they're—I would say—they're probably getting rid of Derek Carr because, um, well, every time John Gruden says somebody's safe on that roster, they—they're gone uh, pretty soon afterwards. So and hopefully they get a first-round pick for him. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, hey, let's get right into it. Um, so yeah, so trick or treat episode—we're halfway through the NFL season, more than halfway through the fantasy regular season we're coming up on the trade deadline for a lot of leagues so people want to know what the deal is with some of these players so we call this the trick-or-treat episode we're going to talk about some players that um, um, have had some up and down weeks and we're not sure what to expect rest of season or you all may not be sure what to expect rest of season so we're going to try and help you out with that Um, all right Kirk so why don't you go ahead and talk about your first, uh, your first player there. My first player. Um, it's near and dear to our hearts because we thought we hit a home run, and we are still kind of wondering if he's going to come through. And that is Russell Wilson. He's yeah. The quarterback position for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, he is in in our keeper league. He he is the sixteenth uh, best quarterback in the league. Right. And that's not very good. Um, uh, he was going in the top five for fantasy quarterbacks and in, in every other statistical ranking. So right. um, his best game came this past week against the best team in the, in football. So that was kind of odd and unpredictable, uh, which makes me think, you know, does that mean he's still got this team has enough strategery to manufacture wins and statistics he has yet to top 300 yards. His closest was the first game of the year. Um, he does have a pretty good touchdown to, to interception ratio. Um, and I don't remember him running for any amount of yards worth noting yeah. all this year. Right. So that's kind of a shocking uh, revelation because that was also how he would build up his points. So what do you think? Do you think, you, what? You think this is a guy you want to uh, – stick your hand in a cookie jar and get a treat or is it 
they're gonna you're gonna grab a poopy diaper. So yeah, I mean, he is actually playing very well. He's playing good football. The team is winning. Um, he's been hyper efficient, uh, and really, he had one game I think uh, uh, in week four where he had no touchdown passes. Other than that, his, his the other six games he's had two games with two touchdown passes and four three touchdown pass games, um, which sounds fantastic for fantasy reasons. The issue with him is like you said, he, he's not he hasn't had a game over three hundred yards, and he's not running the ball. He's averaging I think eleven yards rushing a game, which is not what you expect from Russell Wilson. And the whole reason why is because that the Seattle Seahawks are running the ball so well i think they i think they're averaging more rushing attempts than any other team right now um you know last year remember when they had eddie lacy and thomas rawls and nobody could get going i think chris carson had one good game last year well he's got multiple hundred yard games and even mike davis had a hundred yard game their first round running back hasn't been able to find the field and and i think that's with with uh their new offensive coordinator schottenheimer there that that's their identity and i think that's that's what they – I mean, their defense is playing great again, so I think that's the way they're going to choose to move forward. Do you, um, think, do you think it makes a difference that the, the receivers they have are more easily covered um, without having any, any real threats that they can focus on containing him um, behind a line of scrimmage? Well, I, I mean, I, I think – you know, I, I think he's not running because he doesn't have to. I mean, he's not he's not dropping back as often. I think he's had a lot of uh, success in like the play action game, and that's where they'll do play action, and Tyler Lockett will go for a you know a fifty yard touchdown, and that's how they've been able to have success. But I just, you know, it's not him dropping to a five or seven step drop, and then nobody being open, and him having to run the ball or that being their rush game. So, uh, unfortunately for us, I. I don't really see this changing very much. Right. Um, I think he's got some tough matchups coming up too. I mean, he's got the, the Chargers should be a good matchup, but then, you know, Rams, um, he's still got Carolina left, Minnesota. Um, so it's, it's, it's going to be tough sledding. Uh, uh, fortunately though, for us, I will say this, his playoff schedule looks like this Minnesota, which is tough. And then he's got at San Francisco and championship game would be Kansas city. Those last two games are very good matchups for him, but overall uh, I've got to say he, he is a, he is a trick. Um, I, I have him in the dynasty league, which I felt great about this year. And I traded for, to get drew Brees because I don't feel great about Russell Wilson. What do you think? I, I think he's, I think he's a trick too. I think if, if you have an opportunity to, to, to trade him, for any value at all, I like you did. I would say that's it's probably it. His reputation's probably still good enough, and you can always sell him. He's got six yeah. passing touchdowns to four interceptions, so maybe they'll get. Yeah, but, yeah. I I didn't trade. I still kept a hold of him. I just traded for Drew Brees um, because I'm I'm just hoping the dynasty value of him. I I can keep him for a while, but yeah, we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, the thing that the thing, though, about um, us in the uh, the auction league is that um, we got them for five bucks. Right. So we didn't spend, you know, the second or third highest amount for a quarterback like his. We didn't pay his actual value. So right. I still feel like we got a good 
good deal there. Oh yeah, we're, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't lose out on on him. We stole him. Yep. So all right. So I'll go with my first player here. Mine is one who I I have him in our auction keeper league. I was him and Han whether debating whether to keep him, uh, and I did, and that was Tariq Cohen. Um, any idea where you think he is ranked right now in PPR format uh, for running backs and points per game? Um, top fifteen. He is. He is right now the number thirteen running back uh, in points per game. So just outside of being a running back number one. Uh, he got off to a slow start, um, three straight single-digit games. Uh, his last four games, though, he's at 32, 23, 22, and 18 points in PPR leagues. Um, it's been a little sporadic with his touchdown. Uh, last game, he only had six total touches, which is very concerning. But his last game, he, he, he broke a 70-yard touchdown on a, on a reception. Um, the other thing that worries me about him is he's not game script proof. So again, like I think Chicago's playing Buffalo this week. I don't feel great about him. And I, I think that's more of a Jordan Howard game. Right. Um, and Jordan Howard is very talented and can take away. Um, but you know, he's, he's shown he's when, when a, a running back has, you know, 20 or more points in, in four straight games, um, I think that says something. So, what well, do you this think is, about? Also supposed to have his highest point total against Buffalo. So, while that's that, while that doesn't match up with what you're saying, but that's you know, that Yahoo Sports seems to think he's going to have his best game of the year. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's I, I again, I, I do not, but I think. Um, you know, that's just a one-game assessment there. So what do you think about him overall? How are you – what do you think about well, him I would, the I would rest like of the season? Think, I would like to think his value is not going to be affected by Jordan Howard's that much because right. um, because Jordan Howard just carries the ball when they don't seem to care about running the ball. <laughs> they just yeah. say, all right, we're going to give – we just need – we just need to get rid of these carries for a little bit and then we'll start doing some offensive production. So he, I think Tariq Cohen is lit, is is the weapon on that team that makes the engine go. So I, I think his, I think this is a treat. Yeah, Allen Robinson is banged up. Uh, Taylor Gabriel banged up. They've got no other receivers to speak of. Oh, uh, Anthony Miller is a good rookie receiver. Right. Trey Burton hasn't been great, but I also have him as a treat. Uh, I was offered a pretty good trade for him today. Um, and I couldn't couldn't do it, couldn't pull the trigger. So, um, Tree Cohen, I have as a treat. Mm-hmm. Locked and loaded starter until he starts putting bad games, uh, you know, consecutive games on on the on the dock there. That's, Other than that, you got to start when you're weak at running back. Yep. Okay. Right. My Who do you got? my next guy. I I I was. This one was one where I was looking for someone to stand out um, that I was not expecting. And Robert Woods. I have Robert Woods, who is apparently the wide receiver to have for the Los Angeles Rams. Um, (laughs) Partly because of Cooper Cup's injury. But um, other than the first game, this guy is a double-digit scorer. He has three... 20 plus 130 plus um 
weeks. Um, he is consistently targeted. Um, he had a low, a low game where he was targeted only five times, but he caught every ball and then had over a hundred yards and a touchdown. So um, he seems to be very much part of their game plan. Um, it seems like he's, he looks more like uh, Brandon cooks is what I thought Brandon cook would be like is just, yeah. but he seems to be doing a little bit better. He is the 13th best wide receiver. Um, is this is this something that's going to continue, or is this something that where you still want to have Cooper Cup as your as your guy going forward, or or Brandon Cooks? Uh, I, I would. Um, I, I like Cup and Woods better than Cooks. Uh, I think Cooks, you know, uh, Cooks has been more more consistent and in LA than he was at his other uh, stops, you know, there he was kind of up and down would have a great game and then kind of disappear. He's, he's actually been pretty decently consistent, but not as consistent as cup or woods. And, and with Robert Woods, uh, the thing is you, you have two years in a row now of seeing him do this. Uh, I mean, he was an absolute stud for a couple games last year. So, and if you actually watch the Rams play, uh, it seems like when he catches the ball, there is nobody within 10 yards of him. And <laughs> I think that's that scheme that is them worrying about Todd Gurley and Brandon Cooks. I think Cooks really helps out Cooper Cup and Robert Woods a lot. And I don't see any reason. Uh, I mean, he was putting up these numbers when, you know, Cooper Cup was still on the field. So it's not like Cooper Cup gets injured and now Cook or Woods is doing great. Um I, I see no reason to believe why he's not going to be a wide receiver too, at least the rest of the year. Um, the only thing with him is uh, you'd like to see more touchdowns. Uh, Gurley just soaks up so many touchdowns. but Which is uh, odd he, because you did not think he was going to do that. And we've been right about almost everything else we've, we've said. So uh, I understand what's going on. Yeah, I, I well – I said I didn't think yeah I didn't think he'd score 19 touchdowns again and I I think he's already almost at that which is unbelievable. Uh, but you were right. He's not going to score 19. He's going to score 25. He's going to yeah, he's going to break the the record. <laughs> um so yeah, I I see there's no reason why I wouldn't think Robert Woods can't continue this. He's definitely a treat in my book. Good. That's what I have him as a treat. I wish I had him on my team. Yep. Yeah, and again, I know you got Cooper Cup and Dynasty, and I'd be thrilled with him coming back too. Right. All right. Well, uh, I'll move on to my second player here, uh, and that is uh, wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons rookie. That is Calvin Ridley. Uh, right now he's currently ranked 22nd in the league in points per game for PPR leagues. Um he looks, you know, it's always tough with rookie receivers. I mean, I think if you look at last year, you got Mike Williams, Corey Davis, John Ross, all those guys picked in the top 10. You don't know that any of them are going to be uh, anything more than a, a role player on their team at this point or, or just, just decent receivers. I think you look at Calvin Ridley and say, okay, he's going to be a good NFL receiver. Um, he's going to be a good long-term answer for them. Um, he's got six touchdowns on the year, and that came in, in three straight games. He had the one huge game where he had like 
30 or 40 yards and three touchdowns. You know, scored almost uh, – or he scored 42 points that game. Um, so it's great. Uh, Matt Ryan is on pace for 5,000 yards. Um, they do have a lot of other options there, though. They passed the running backs out of the backfield. Then you obviously got Julio Jones, Muhammad Sanu, and Austin Hooper. Um, how do you feel about Calvin Ridley moving well, forward? I, I, th- I think uh, for the rest of this year, I think what you're going to get is more in, in the range of what he's been doing recently. Um, I think there's going to be a more concerted effort to get Julio Jones the ball. He's more reliable, obviously, because he's a seasoned veteran. I, as you look at the at, at Calvin Ridley's stats, he he doesn't do anything against Philadelphia in his first game. He was targeted twice. Then he still only targeted five times, and then eight times and six times. And really, the only difference is is he caught seven out of the eight balls against New Orleans and had a monster game. Everything else outside of the touchdowns. He hasn't gotten over 70 yards, so he's becoming a, a looks like a, a tight end from statistics is that you're you're getting a decent amount of targets, but he's not catching the balls for really any distance. Um, he's under 10 yards per catch uh, in most cases, and he, he only gets gets into the 20s if he's uh, he's got a touchdown. So I'm I'm thinking this is a trick for this season. Yep. Uh, and that's it, because I, you know, there he's an ebb and flow type of guy because he's a rookie, and maybe next year he's going to be a treat. But right now, I feel like you're going to get a lot of yeah. the ten av ten point average weeks, which may be good based on how you got him. But I'm not. I think he's a trick. Uh, I completely agree. And and when you said you think. Uh, what he's done lately is what you'll get out of him. His last three games at seven points, seven points, and nine points, yeah. um, which Nothing is changed on the targets. He's getting the same amount of targets, yeah. and it's just they're just and he's just not getting the yards at all or the touchdowns. Right, and that game where he blew up was New Orleans, where it was a uh, eighty eighty uh, total points in that game. Um, but you know, uh, he's. He's 43rd in the league in receptions, 35th in yards, which is great. Uh, uh, I mean, um, that he's still been able to be that he's he's been efficient with those those catches and yards uh, with all the touchdowns. But you have to look at that as an outlier, too. And add on that, he's only had 35 targets, which is way that that's in like the 60s or 70s in the league. So you can't expect him to be that efficient with the limited number of, of targets that he's getting. Um, so he is not somebody that I would want to count on the rest of the year. So he is a trick for me as well. Wow. We are, we are on the same page. I know this is, I think everyone we've been on the same page. This is uh, uh-huh. interesting. Well, here we go. My next, my next pick is, is an, an oldie, but goodie um, Adrian Peterson. Hmm. Adrian Peterson right now is ranked 14th as far as running backs in the keeper league. Um, and as I glance at his stats, it's, 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 it's very scattered. They 22 point week, a tw- an eight point week, a 26 point week, a six point week. 
Um, he was uh, three yards away from going over 100 and, and, and being a 10-point week, and then it was 11, and then we're back at 28. So he's it, – it, it seems as though you can't count on him, but yet when they do count on him, he has a 96, 120, 97, 99, 149. So it looks pretty consistent if you take a quick look, but I see clunker and then maybe – you know, no touchdowns, and so I'm I'm concerned, but yet optimistic because if I have him, there's a good chance I I paid low for him to get him. Right, but I don't know what to do. I don't know if I uh, have a team. I don't I don't know if I feel comfortable starting him every week. Well, I mean, I think at this point you have to. Uh, in five games, he's a. In five of his seven games, he's had over 96 yards rushing. Right. So in, I think in a standard league, uh, he is great. PPR, um, you know, you know, he had one game where he had 97 yards rushing, and he had 9.7 points. Yeah. Uh, the next game, he had 99 yards rushing, and he had 11.7 points. So obviously, he's not getting it done in PPR leagues, um, but in standard leagues, oh man, I, I he's been great. Um, and you look at some of them, you know, he's got Atlanta and then Tampa Bay coming up. Um, and that he does have a tough stretch there kind of in the middle, but, um, or I guess uh, the rest of the season. But, uh, the thing with Washington is there's just nobody else there. Right. You know, he's got 26 carries, 19 carries, 24, 26, 17, uh, in games where we're, now you look at the games where he's been bad as games that they've been blown out. It's actually their only two losses and they were blown out in those games. Right. So that's another thing you got to look at is, is if the game script does not fit to where they're out of he- ahead of their other team or they're trying to kill the clock or they're uh, remaining competitive, then that is a concern for him. But right now for me, he is a treat. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't, um, I, I wouldn't speak against anybody trying to trade him away because you, you know, with the name and with those eye popping rushing numbers, maybe you can get something maybe more consistent. I, yeah. I do have injury concerns with him, but man, he's, he's definitely a treat for me. Well, yeah. The good thing is, is, is they're willing to give him the ball. They know his time's limited. They know after this year he, he, he may not be playing. So if he's willing to take, take the rock and run there, they don't seem to care to, about giving it to him because you know, like you said who else is there chris thompson is not healthy um, and and he's not he's not going to take away carries from right Adrian peterson right even if even if they needed to yeah he's he's not that guy so he's the other running back i don't even know i think capri bibbs filled in for him and did okay when he was yeah. but still they seem comfortable giving adrian peterson the ball 15 to 25 times depending upon the script you know, I'm, I'm starting to lean towards treat, but I feel like this is going to I think the old old father time is going to is going to, you know, catch up to him some point yeah. in the season and say, oh, you're done. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. For over a thousand you, yards, which is miraculous for a 40 year old running back. But you remember, you know, in Arizona, he had like two big games last year and then he it just seemed like it took him three weeks to recover from that. Right. Um that obviously hasn't been the case this year, but well, we'll see how it goes. Sure. All right. My next one as a running back for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, this 
player is obviously a lot tougher to talk about because he's only played four games, and that's Marlon Mack. Uh, he is. Uh, where do you think he's ranked right now in points per game? Oh, he's got to be PR leagues. He, uh, points per game. Yeah. Oh, he could be. He could be top top seven. Uh, close. He's he's tied at number eight right now with Christian okay. McCaffrey. So he is averaging eighteen point nine points per game. Uh, his games have basically gone like this: four points, ten points, thirty-four, and thirty-one. Uh, really, since returning from the injury, that's his last three games: ten, thirty-four, thirty-one. Uh, he's looked fantastic. Even the game where he only had, uh, you know, ten points, he had twelve carries for eighty-nine yards. Um, and then the last two games, he's had nineteen for one twenty-six, and then twenty-five for for one thirty-two. So he's been. Uh, just crushing it in the Russian game. Um, as weird as it is, though, I mean, he's he's like an Adrian Peterson. I, you know, you think Marlon Mack, you kind of think, you know, quick guy who can catch it out of the backfield, and he's a, a PPR stud. And that's not been the case. He's been he's been Adrian Peterson to where he's getting you know maybe one two targets a game, and that's about it. Uh, you know, he also like Adrian Peterson has that pass catching back there. They have Naeem Hines. And so if they're getting beat like they were against the Jets, and even though he was efficient in the rushing game, they went to Naeem Hines when they were trying to play catch-up mode uh, late in the game. So that he is not game script proof. He does have a tough remaining schedule. He's got a great Week 12 matchup against the Dolphins, and then in the championship game, Week 16, he plays against the Giants, and that's great. Other than that, I think he's got Jacksonville twice, um, still has Tennessee and some other tough teams. So, uh, yeah, he's he's a tough one. But what do you what do you think of Marlon? Mack? Well, I, I I think I think you're I think maybe maybe the um, the actual points will come down a little bit. But I, I'm I'm thinking this is a treat. Uh, I think I think you can almost count on him to to be in the 15 uh, point range each week because if he's healthy. You know, they, they need all the help they can get uh, for Andrew Luck. And if he can just hand it off and take some pressure off uh, off him, then that's that's fantastic. And I think they're going to they're going to attempt to do that each and every game. So that way there's a balance. So I, I think this is a treat. Um, and I, I would like to have Marlon Mack. OK, so um, I actually I have him as a trick, but um, I guess this is all perspective here. Mm-hmm. I guess different way of looking at it. So you said you expect him to be about 15 points a game or hovering right around there. Right. And in, a P- in a PPR league, like uh, that's probably where I put him too, which is a very good player to have. I think of running back number two or a flex player. Right. Um, I have him as a trick and, and only to say. Um, he's not a 30 point uh, he, he's, per game guy. Well, he, yeah, he's, he's not a running back number one. Right. Um, I yeah I I guess I I guess you could say it's a tr- it's a trick on that because he's not a running right. back but I think he is a he is a positive sign for them to be able to use a a balanced running attack uh, yeah. going forward and not have to manufacture anything with uh, Andrew Luck's legs. Yeah. So uh, again, I still want him on my team. Yeah. So again, just to reiterate, running back number two or a flex. Great, but it, let's say let's say you have Marlon Mack, and you have you know I'm trying to think of a 
would be a good example here of a uh, another, you know, two other solid running backs. I would not trade away one of those running backs to get a receiver because you're so confident that Marlon Mack is a true number one. You know, I wouldn't trade away, you know, Mark Ingram or, you or wouldn't, some, you wouldn't somebody like that. Him. You wouldn't rely on him to be your best running back. Right. And, and again, with his injury history, I, I you know, I never would have done that in the beginning anyways. So if I would have had him on my team, it would have been because uh, he was my second or third running back. And I would have thought, now this is fantastic. Right. So we agree. We disagree. What's that? We agree, but we disagree. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Okay. So last one here, Kirk, who do you have? I have, I went with the tight end. I have Eric Ebron. Um, this is this he is third from for tight ends and points um now granted he's you know 20 20 some points behind zach Ertz, and even uh 15 points behind travis kelsey but as far as the rest of the pack he is the clear-cut number three he has uh 36 receptions almost 400 yards and a he may be a league leading seven touchdowns as far as receiving. Is that yeah. that is accurate? Yeah. Yep. So with with Jack Doyle coming back, is this going to be? Can he duplicate this performance in the second half of the season with even just you know uh, similar type numbers, which isn't great, but can he? Is he going to be a you know seventy catch? tight end with 800 yards and 14 touchdowns uh no okay (laughs) (laughs) no and you know it was it was great you know especially when jack doyle was first out there i mean you look at weeks three four and five for ebron he had 11 10 and 15 targets Mm -hmm. um but you uh, jack doyle first came back last week uh Eric Ebron's snap percentage was 22%. You know, his targets went down to three. Right. His saving grace has been the touchdowns. I mean, he's been unbelievable in the red zone. And that's where he will still be. uh, I think he's going to be a trick because I I actually think Jack Doyle, when you look at targets and receptions and yards, Jack Doyle is going to take over from here. Ebron will be strictly touchdown dependent to where he wasn't. I mean, um, he had some decent uh, reception and yardage games other than, you know, touchdowns. But I don't think you have that anymore. Like, you look at his last game where he's three for 37 and touchdown. That's what you can expect for him. Well, here, here's a here's a great example of, of, of two tight ends. And which one would you go with? Would you feel comfortable starting the rest of the season? Okay. Eric Ebron or O.J. Howard? Oh, O.J. Howard, uh, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, you know, so in my dynasty league, I have Eric Ebron and Evan Ingram. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think that's as easy, but I'm probably going to roll with Ingram more often than not now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but it's tough. Uh, but the thing is, if Ebron is your only tight end, you're okay rolling him out there because the tight end landscape – has been so bad this year. Yes. Um, you know, you look at Jared Cook, who is the number six tight end right now. He had 
two catches for 20 yards tonight. Uh, Trey Burton, who's number seven tight end, has he's he's only number seven because he had a 30 point week. Other than that, he's been up and down. Well, yeah. Actually, OJ Howard's been very consistent, double digits every week. He's been great. Right. He's not Austin Hooper up and down. Targeted one week, and then I mean, he gets yeah. he gets just about the same amount of action. A little increases here and there, but you know yeah. he he's he's the guy that makes the most of everything. I mean, if if Eric Ebron is giving you three catches for forty yards, uh, you'll take that because there is a greater possibility of him scoring a touchdown right. than Vance McDonald or Greg Olson. Uh, well, so. And I probably should have asked, said Jared Cook is he a trick or treat? Because I mean he he's he he has okay for three games he has was it sixty three, sixty I'm sorry sixty four plus seventeen is what 80, points in three games. The rest of them, I mean he's got four, three, six, eight. Nine. I mean, right. he is an average tight end at that point. It may right. be less than that. And, and, but that's I would I would gladly take him because what is the alternative? Uh, yeah. The alternative. What's the alternative? So Kyle Rudolph. You know, like I said, Kyle Rudolph will get you nine points every game. But or would you rather get the six from Jared Cook with the possibility that he could score two touchdowns? Right. Right. And and, and that's the low point is the six. Yeah. Same thing with Eric Ebron. You know, um, much higher upside than many of the other tight ends. Yeah, so. if, if there's a dollar amount assigned to these players, then then maybe that's that that's where you're gonna, you know, maybe pick a little differently. But if you're if you have them on your team, yeah, just just start them, and hopefully they just blow up. Yep. All right. Well, great. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Well, now so, can we make fun of other players, other teams? So- so yeah, so this is a uh, I think a good opportunity to talk about some do's and don'ts in your league because we've seen a lot of don'ts, right? Um, and don't. And what's that? Don'ts, don'ts, doing don'ts. Yes. All right. So which one do you want to talk about first? Um, first of all, here here here's one thing I, I like to talk about is okay. it's very important that. After Wednesday morning, after somebody picks up or, you know, after you pick up your waivers, you need to scour the waiver wire to see who was dropped. Right. Uh, Perfect example was, you know, this past week in in uh, our auction league, we had to drop Austin Eckler because him both we had both him and Melvin Gordon, both of which were on a buy. And we have a locked roster, so we need another running back to start because Sony Michelle is also hurt. And somebody went to and somebody picked up Austin Eckler and dropped Aaron Jones. And it happened outside the waiver wire uh, period. I don't think anybody else saw it, so we went after him, and now we have a starting running back on our team. Right. Uh, in the Dynasty League, somebody dropped Dante Pettis, uh, and I picked him up today as a free agent. That's not a huge move, but I like to think, you know, when there's 200 players who are dra- or who are on rosters in that league, that a guy a receiver is drafted in the second round on a team that's weak at receiver moving forward, I like to think that he's he's a little bit better on my my roster. So stuff like that, pay attention. Uh, 
What if, what if, could you, do you, do you know anybody who, or any, any, any position that you would want, like, let's just say a quarterback that, that's on his roster, that's the third quarterback, sometimes gets on the field in other positions. Do you know anybody like that that you'd be targeting and spending money on? Do you? Can you think of anyone? Yeah, Terrell Pryor. Okay, Terrell Pryor. Great. Other than him? Yeah, I see. Yeah, Mitchell Schwartz. Cordell Stewart. They picked up up Terrell Pryor and dropped Jerron Brown, which I thought was a pretty good move. Yeah. Is Uh, is that not who you're talking about? No. No. Okay, so a third-string quarterback. A third-string, yeah. A white one. Okay, so what Kirk's referring to is in our dynasty league, uh, we well, had a, a team. Funny first name. What's that? Who has a funny first name? Yeah, Matt and Mike. Uh, I won't use their last name, but uh, Schwartz and Heaton picked up <laughs> Taysom Hill for seventeen dollars. Right. In a with their free agent acquisition budget that. Uh, 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 we start the year with $100. They spent $17 on Taysom Hill. And they have Mitch Trubisky and Deshaun Watson as their quarterbacks right now. So my question to them would, would be, when would you ever play Taysom Hill? It's, so so here's the thing with, with fantasy football, especially in leagues to where there's a snake draft just the odds of it and how the rankings are and how you see the players when you pick bad teams are bound to have good years just based off the draft, but it's moves like this to where they can really show their ass and show that they don't know what they're doing. Well, here's because that well, is nonsensical get on them. Here's let, let, he had a, he had a, a career uh, day this past week. He, he completed his only pass attempt for 44 yards, which is a career long. That's almost half the field. That is, that is very good. That is very good. Uh, how many points did he have that game? That game he had, he was, oh, he, you know, it was a, uh, so, you know, kind of an average game. He had 3.06. Mm. Uh, I think it broke down to, I mean, he did have two kickoff returns for 50 yards, so that's kind of good. I, I like this where it says uh, – Those don't count for points. The notes for him. A lot of times you see, like, career-long uh, or career uh, passing day. For him, it's just career-long pass completion. Right. He was one that's for great. one. It's fantastic. Very efficient. He had just, a big, he had a big game uh, in week five to where he, he had – 23 yards rushing and a rushing touchdown. I mean, that's pretty good for a quarterback. Yeah, you can count on that every week. So, Correct. if he starts, if he starts, you know, putting back-to-back games with a rushing touchdown, are 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 they going to start him over Deshaun Watson? <laughs> no, Mr. Mr. Trubisky. Right. So again, and, it's and, just it's a nonsense. Just, just keep move. in mind if if. Drew Brees, his head, if his head gets decapitated from his body, the next person that would play would be Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Right. <laughs> yeah. So and if, him, if, if that were to happen to Teddy Bridgewater, 
then then they would resign or sign someone off the street. Right, right, and then and still continue to put Taysom Hill out there in running formations and yep. you know out there split out wide. So he his would not change at all. But I guess if you were waiting for these fantasy football formats to make him a quarterback slash running back slash receiver, then you could you could put those three points in your lineup no problem. Right. Well, here's here's the other thing. I mean, the third this is the analysis. The third string quarterback played 18 offensive snaps. That's a lot of offensive snaps. Yeah. What typical quarterback play? All of the snaps? Well, if it if it was somebody who played all of the snaps, you'd obviously pay at least $18 right in the free agent budget for them. Yeah. They didn't pay that. They only paid seventeen dollars. I mean, so. I'm, well, yeah. I, mean, I can't. I can't. Uh, I love it that uh, they're just gonna have to keep him on their roster now for a while, just because uh, to show you. Yes, idiots. Well, they, uh, so they so they have two quarterbacks or two players that could play quarterback for their respective teams. Yeah. How, how are they going to feel? You know, especially seeing how Buffalo used the Wildcat a lot last weekend. Now that Nathan Peterman's there, they're going to use it even more this weekend. How are they going to feel when Terrell Pryor has more snaps at quarterback than Taysom Hill? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's great! Or try to trade, okay. right? And you, and you know, they'll they'll beat uh, Sheridan this week because Sheridan has Marlon Mack. Joe Mixon, Le'Veon Bell, T.Y. Hilton, all of his best players out. And then they'll be like, see, we obviously well, know what we're doing. They have to get a great start because they know what they're doing. Yeah, George Kittle had a 23. Um, yeah. he, had a, he had a great night tonight. So they know yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Calvin Ridley, they think, is a is a stud receiver because he had that three-touchdown game. They're, they'll be chasing those points all year long. So that's great. I love it. Good for them. Yep. So, oh, and the other thing is they have Golden Tate, who uh, you'll like this quote, um, who obviously he, Golden Tate, who was getting 20 set of the snaps in Detroit. So him going to another team is obviously going to be bad for him because he's not going to be getting anywhere near that amount of snaps from, uh, from Carson Wentz, especially with Zach Ertz there and, Alshon Jeffrey, but let me see if I can find this quote. Uh, okay. They're saying he played only 25% of the, of the snaps? No, no. Uh, uh, Golden Tate was getting 27% of the targets. Oh, excuse I me. From, from uh, Matthew Stafford. So, yep. Um, but yeah, after Golden Tate was uh, traded, the quote was Galladay is now screwed. Galladay's on my team. So I'm not sure how. Wait. Up, yeah. So, so when they take somebody who takes a quarter of the, of the targets away, that Galladay is screwed, m- meaning that he's going to have to, he, he, the ball's going to come his way more. So he's going to. Uh, who knows? Not going to like it. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to increase my workload. Yeah. <laughs> I, did I shave my legs for this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Well, I think.
getting a little long-winded here, but um, we'll see who's in our crosshairs next week. Yeah, I can't wait. Be great. A little short. Buggles of steel. Good, good luck, son. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Well, you got anything else? No, that's it. Hey, we're that's all for the Fancy Boys. We're signing off. And fading out. Go Browns.